Running gels are a lot like stocks in the stock market. Some people swear by them and couldn't imagine training for a marathon without them, while others avoid them at all costs. Nope. Just like with stocks, it's important to do your research and determine what works best for you personally. A few things you'll learn in the upcoming Mike's history with gel formulation, how much do you need to take, and my personal rules around gels. Listen to learn about that and more on this episode of Trees and D-Lake. Don't master a lot. Don't master a little, just stay in the middle. Don't master all, don't master none. Just be a master of some. What is up? Welcome to Trees and D-Lake, a podcast series by Mike Trees and yours truly, Darren D-Lake Creates. In this series, our goal is to educate and entertain smart and committed runners. A bit more on that from Mike Trees. And the aim of this podcast is to give, in a lighthearted, amusing and entertaining way, hints and tips to help you all run better and enjoy your sporting life more. So let's see how we can go with that. Mike's being pretty modest. He has over 50 years of running and doing triathlons under his belt. And if you're wondering about me, I've been in the endurance sport game for about 25 years now, done a sub three hour marathon and completed an Ironman triathlon in 10 hours. We appreciate all the help and support that we can get. So if you can, please share out this episode to someone that you know that would like this. Oh, quick language warning. In some rare instances, we might use some bad words. So apologies in advance for that. So we are doing a slightly different format, as you know, you may have heard in the last episode. And what we're doing is we're answering specific questions because sometimes, you know, a podcast might just, you know, we, we, we don't want to have the podcast be three minutes long, but, you know, sometimes we don't have enough information to make them longer. We want to talk about topics that have different layers to them that we can go deep on. But, you know, other times because we get a lot of questions from people about random things because Mike is a professional coach. I coach people every now and then. You're like, hey, how do I do this? And I'm like, oh man, you know, this would be really good if more people heard this. So this is the place for people to get answers to random questions and specific, specific answers to your to your questions. Warm-up complete. This one is about running gels, and the question is from at Kai Cricket, K-A-I underscore Cricket, spelled the normal way. And the question is, what's your opinion about running gels? Pre-run fuel important. So I'm going to sum that up, which is basically, how do we feel about running gels and should we be fueling before runs? And I feel like this can go a lot of ways. Uh, Mike, you jump in and let me know. I know you have a strong opinion about gels or you don't have one at all. (laughs) But yeah, go in. Not a lot of people know this. But I developed a running gel in the 90s uh, called Carboshots with a New Zealand company called Baker Hall. It is probably to this day still the biggest selling gel in Japan. Uh, when I was uh, selling it in Japan, it was the biggest selling running gel in Japan. So I actually did quite a lot of research, as you'd imagine, on gels. Uh, and so for me, a running gel has to be what we call a glucose polymer or a maltodextrin uh, kind of gel. So uh, it's it's a long chain, uh, 15 chain carbohydrate. And so it takes a little bit longer than sugar to get absorbed into the bloodstream, but not much. It's still pretty quick. And there's less of an insulin response when you take it. And uh, most of the reputable gels are glucose polymers. I mean, Morton is the biggest selling one in the world at the moment. And uh, they sponsor Kipchoge and all the top athletes. 
Uh, it's probably the most expensive, uh, but it, it's basically it's a glucose polymer is one of the main ingredients. Uh, Carboshot uh, still sells. I think they're now called Shots. I'm nothing to do with the company anymore. I moved on. Uh, but it's still a glucose polymer. Cell. It's big in Australia, actually. I think Shots is one of the biggest ones in uh, Australia. Uh, out of Perth now. Uh, when when we moved on, it went, moved from New Zealand to Perth. Uh, so that was uh, that one. I did some work with uh, Goo. Uh, helped us help their, their distribution of Goo in Europe. Uh, again, glucose polymer. So the bottom line is, with all this, I've got a lot of experience, and I feel that so long as it's a glucose polymer. Uh, based gel, uh, it maltodextrin, same word, you know, similar thing. That's what you want to be doing. There's a low insulin response and it gets in the bloodstream quite quickly. Now, how much do you take? Well, generally, you can take about 60 grams of carbohydrate an hour. But with training, a lot of the triathletes have found that they can get 90 grams an hour and even up to 120 grams an hour. So these Gels can be pretty good to get you through a marathon. You can only store about, you know, 2,000 calories in a marathon. You've got about 600 calories short deficit. So we need some kind of fuel to get us through these longer races. Uh, and so I'm 100% behind gels. Uh, less weight, no fiber, uh, easy to carry. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of gels. What I would do is I would stop eating. Normally, I stop eating now six hours before a race because I just can't absorb it. But I will take some gels leading up to it. So, you know, I'll have nothing six hours to maybe two hours from the race. I'll take a couple of gels. Uh, and then actually in triathlon, if I'm in a triathlon, I'll take one just before the start of the swim because I can't take any energy uh, on the, the race. So uh, I, I love gels and 100% behind them and I, I use them on race day almost exclusively as my source of energy. Uh, I know that some people feel they need food in their stomach, but for me, the least amount of food in my stomach, the least likely I am going to need the loo <laughs> in the race as well. So uh, gels work for me. Add break. This episode is brought to you by Energy Coaching, which is Mike Tree's coaching service. Mike and his team of coaches work with beginners to pros and all levels in between. No one is too fast and no one is too slow. They just want a desire to learn and improve. They focus on 1,500-meter races to marathon running and triathlon training. Energy coaching is constantly overbooked. So Instagram and this new podcast venture, Trees and D Lake, gives Mike and the rest of his energy coaching team a way to reach out to more people and help them. Contact Mike and his team at the letters nrg-coaching.com or go to the link in the show notes. And back to the show. What about you? I didn't even know any of that, you know? Like, that's amazing that you came up with shots because you said carbo shots, and I was like, oh, they must have went out of business. Then you're like, shots, and I'm like, oh, wow, you developed shots. <laughs> that's cool. So it was Gerald, Gerald Hall, uh, Baker Hall, that Gerald Hall actually developed the product, uh, and I uh, worked with him to come up with new recipes and new modifications and new products to develop and sell into uh, Japan uh, and the UK, later in the UK as well. But uh, it wasn't my original idea. It was a guy called Jared Hall from Baker Hall in New Zealand. Uh, and uh, we sold it to uh, Australia. It's now called Shots in Australia. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it's like you live the Forrest Gump life. It's like you've, you've got so many different layers that keep unfolding. It's like, how did you do all that in one lifetime? Uh, but yeah, no, that's really cool. I personally, I don't, I, I take them. I understand how valuable they are. 
And, you know, I will take anything for performance games in a race. So, you know, as long as I, you know, it's legal and as long as I can actually, you know, ingest it and it doesn't hurt me in any way, it's not unhealthy, I will take it. But I hate, I hate super sugary processed foods personally. And I remember back when I got into cycling, it was like, gels this, gels that, you know, this is 2007. I got into road cycling and I was like, yeah. And I just remember being like, ew, this is absolutely gross. I can't stand it. But again, I've read the science. I've experimented on myself. They do work really well. Um, I found Honey Stingers was my favorite one because it was honey-based. And I know they did have some maltodextrin in it. I think I could be wrong. I need to double check that. Uh, didn't do too much research before this this episode. But I really like Honey Stingers because uh, I was like, oh yeah, honey, you know. So when I was cycling and I just needed short, uh, not short, but like just a little bit of energy, here and there, but I do know that the maltodextrin-based ones, that does work best. So um, I will play with the devil, and I found certain brands that I like. I don't like the ones that taste really fake. So um, I I like the ones that taste like something like chocolate. Like usually the chocolate ones taste like real chocolate, but when you get in the vanilla ones and the the orange and and the apple, and I'm like, this doesn't taste like, this tastes like a candy. It tastes like a liquid Jolly Rancher. I don't know if anyone knows about Jolly Ranchers, but it tastes like liquidified candy. And I personally don't, I don't like eating too much candy. So again, I know that they work, especially for long runs at the end of a long run. They're easy to transport everywhere. Your body can obviously take it because your stomach doesn't want to really take anything down. Uh, To the question, to the second question though, which was pre-run fuel. I only pre I only use gels pre-run for races. And yep. unless it's a specific long run or a specific run where I'm being lazy and I don't actually want to take my normal breakfast that I have before running, the gels are like pure laziness where I'm like, I, I don't feel like I'm shaking up my shake and, you know, whatever, eating it. So I'll just take down the gel knowing I'll get 100 calories and I'll get through the workout. But uh, it's only before a race that I do pre-run. I know some people, they always have gels throughout all their runs and it's like, it's a bit of a crutch. And that's a personal personal opinion. I think you should either not eat, you know, as much as you can before runs, eat a few hours before. So your body gets used to just not having calories, um, or, you know, just, uh, eating real foods. Uh, that that's, that's what I think. Eat whole foods as much as possible, as much as your stomach can take. Again, this is, this is not prescriptive. This is my own advice, how I work. I can handle either not eating before most workouts or eating whole foods before most workouts. Some people's stomachs can't. They have to have something like a gel because it's already processed. That's fine. So I'll pretty much end it there. Do you want to, you got anything else to add? You want to wrap it up? What, one quick one. Yeah. Everyone nutrition say, yeah, you've got a week before running and uh, you can't go out in a starvation mode. Everyone's big into that. I always get nailed on that. But <laughs> I find that what works for me is I get my carbs in the night before. I'm fully loaded with carbs. Uh, and I, I don't need anything to run. Uh, I'll take some gels, and if I feel I'm getting low, I'll keep topping up with the gels when I'm out there. Uh, sometimes I do take a banana with peanut butter. That works quite nicely. Uh, but I, 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 I find that, like you, again, it's what works for me. If I take the the nutrition that the nutritionists say, eat this one to two hours before you run, I'd be getting cramp. I'd be getting <laughs> stitches. Uh, I'd just have too much stuff in my stomach that the blood would be in my stomach absorbing that and not performing you know helping in the run i can't do it uh and so i think what we've got to do is is work out what works for you and we've got to experiment but uh, in training i'm 100 percent with you I'll, I'll never take a gel before a training session um, it, i mean i have a banana uh, before going out for a run but i'd save the gels until later in the run when i need them or for race day let's go 
Welcome to the show, I'm your host Aaron So, aka D-Lake Tips and tactics, you could train like a pro This cast to help you and faster than you could go All the PRs, you could be the course record that comes in your upcoming season Right? Don't you agree? Endurance sports, a metaphor for life That's that metaphor, baby Eating clean so you can rest and sleep all night Don't master a lot, don't master a little, just stay in the middle Don't master all, don't master none Just be a master of some Is the health and fitness internet too much sometimes? Too many conflicting articles and videos that confuse you on how to train and eat right? Or you don't have time to just read and watch everything about, I don't know, the new trends on carb cycling for trail running. Don't worry, we'll take care of all that for you. Sign up for our free email newsletter, Three Thing Thursday. One, two, three. We'll put three perfectly curated and created things in your inbox for better living and training. Go to delaycreates.com slash TTT. We do the hard, time-consuming work and scour the health and fitness internet's deepest and darkest corners. This is so that every Thursday, you have a piping hot new email with the latest and coolest tips, tricks, tools, tactics, and skills. All so that you can train and live consistently to do dope shit in your next endurance event. If you sign up now, you can receive my quick guide on how to get healthy, stay fit, and use data to create habits that last a lifetime. That's delatecreates.com slash TTT to be inspired and motivated on the regular. Time. Time is a resource no one can make more of, so we appreciate you taking precious time out of your day to listen this far. Our goal is to show the world how to live better through running, cycling, and triathlon. The episode and many others have a transcription. Go to the show notes description to find out more. This was produced in Sydney, Australia, and I'd like to acknowledge the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, who are the traditional custodians of this land. I pay my respects to the elders, past, present, and future. I recognize their continuing connection to the land, waters, and culture. These lands were stolen and sovereignty was never ceded. If you like this episode, again, we'd highly appreciate it if you go on whatever app you listen to and make sure to follow Delay Creates Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Acast, and a bunch of others. And if you're feeling real loose, a rating, review, or share of this episode to anyone you know that would be into something like this would be amazing. If you have any questions, concerns, suggestions for the episode, or hell, you want to be on the show, hit us up. The best way is to email talk, T-A-L-K, at dlakecreates.com. We're also on the socials, mainly Instagram. You can hit up Mike Trees at the letters R-U-N dot N-R-G. Or you can hit me up on Instagram at dlakecreates.com or just wherever you can find us is fine. If you need any transcripts, you're into podcasting, or let's say you just are big into accessibility, please use the company that we use, SpeechDocs. You can check them out at speechdocs.com. Don't worry if you didn't get all that. There's a link in the show notes description. Thank you again so much for listening. Peace.